Have you struggled with disciplining your children? Well, I'm going to assume that most all of us have if you've ever had a child. And goodness, if you thought you had it figured out by the time they hit toddlerhood, you'll know that you are in for an adventure of a lifetime. Well, I'm so glad today to be talking about the heart of discipline with my mom. Connie Burroughs is back here with me today. And I am just so glad to be able to have her share with us some of the tools that she used and the ways that she grew as a mom over the years of raising myself and my three siblings and um, myself being able to share too what it looks like in our home as I strive to have a heart seeking the Lord as I raise the children that he has put into my life to be their mom. I'm so glad you can be here with us. friends. Welcome to the Seek Holy Living podcast with Christus Faboda. I am a wife to my wonderful husband, mom to my five precious children, and a friend to some amazing moms that I can't wait to introduce to you. Mothering is not a journey meant to be traveled alone. Join me every Monday for a new podcast where you will find hope, joy, and purpose. Mom, thank you so much for being here with me again for this today. Oh, so fun, honey. Well, thank you. So it's interesting as we're talking about discipline. I know that you know that we had talked about, okay, how are we going to have this conversation about disciplining children? Because multiple people ask me, will you please do a podcast about disciplining children? And I think that what people want to hear, at least what I would want to hear as a mom of five very different, precious people, is I would love a list of all of the things I'm supposed to do. Because then I can do it and I can check off my boxes and I can say, good, I did all the things. So now they're going to turn out right. Because isn't that the goal that we do the right Mm -hmm. things and they turn out right? Mm -hmm. But the more that we kind of talk through this together, really realizing this isn't about a list of the things we can do that we need to get to the heart of the matter. Mm -hmm. So what is the heart of discipline? Well, I think it is, it's kind of what you said, the idea that we want to reach the hearts of our children. The goal is not be just behavior. God did not create us all to be robots and that we all behave in certain ways, that he's gifted us in different ways. Our children have very different personalities. You have a very different personality than I do. Mm-hmm. We're, we're both moms. Our husbands are different. Our family dynamic is different. So there's no set of there's no set guidelines that are mm-hmm. going to work for every family. So we need to be seeking the Lord and what he would have us to do, and then reaching our children's hearts. It's not just about what they're doing, their outward behavior, that our long-term goal is actually to work ourselves out of a job, Hmm. that our children will become self-disciplined adults who love the Lord and love other people. Hmm. And if their behavior, if all we're working on is just behavior and not the heart, then that means that they may be very well behaved in front of us, but very out of control as soon as they're not with us because we're not yes. there to control them. Well, and didn't we know those kids that I've even I've even found myself being careful with my kids to say when they're with children rather than saying, well, that's a nice friend, but I'll instead say, she seems like a nice child. Mm-hmm. Is she a nice child? Mm-hmm. Because I don't actually know what that child's saying when they're on the other side of the playground. Mm-hmm. And it's just the two of them. Mm-hmm. Well, and when I hear you saying that too, that really is a mirror of Jesus. Mm-hmm. When I think about the way he was with his disciples, mm-hmm. I was so very encouraged once when I did a study on... Um, the disciples and how mm-hmm. Jesus treated the different disciples and that he didn't treat them all the same. Uh-huh. 
And it really was eye-opening to me because I have very different children. You know, I have my first two. First was a boy. And then three years later, I had a girl. And so I figured, well, they're different because they're a boy and a girl. Mm -hmm. But then I had another girl and realized, whoa, these two beautiful girls are different. Mm -hmm. And then I have another girl and she's like no one I've ever met in my life. (laughs) They're all just so different. Uh And then this sweet baby Graham, who's with me right now while we're recording. So if you hear any coos in the background, you'll know it's her baby. Um, Who knows what he Mm -hmm. will be. But that's actually been an interesting thing is because of already having my other four children Mm -hmm. be a little bit older, it's given me such rest in this fifth person Mm -hmm. in knowing I don't know, actually. Mm -hmm. I have no idea who you're going to be, but God knows Mm -hmm. in the same way that he knew his disciples and he treated Mm -hmm. them differently. The way he talked to Peter (laughs) and allowed him to question Mm -hmm. and do things that were big. Mm -hmm. And he never got put out by those things, Mm -hmm. but he treated him different. Mm -hmm. He did not treat him in the same way as he did the others. Mm -hmm. And um, still with a servant's heart to all of them Mm -hmm. though. At the mm-hmm. same time, he still washed all of their feet, mm-hmm. but his conversations while washing their feet were probably very different mm-hmm. to each of them. Yeah, yeah. And um, so anyway, I think it's the same way with our children and that mm-hmm. we, when I think about discipline, the disciplining our children is similar to how Jesus had disciples. Mm-hmm. Would you say mm-hmm. that's in the same? Oh, yeah. It's Yeah, it's from the same root word. Mm-hmm. disciple and discipline. Then. So we're just giving instruction. Mm-hmm. And right. in the same way, like you said, our goal is to work ourselves out of a job. Mm-hmm. Jesus, I mean, did the same thing mm-hmm. with his disciples. He knew I'm here for a time right. and then I'll be leaving you. So mm-hmm. this is my training time. Mm-hmm. So discipline, would you say is essentially kind of our training mm-hmm. ground? It's a portion of our training. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. A hundred percent. And in fact, um, I'd love to share a little section from this book. This is one of my favorite books, This Mission of Motherhood by Sally Clarkson. And Her in books it, are so wonderful. They are. And if you've never read one, I would really encourage people to pick one up. This this one happens to be one of my very favorites. The, the Mission of Motherhood by mm-hmm, Sally Clarkson. Mm-hmm. And in it, she discusses the um, Jesus' relationship with his disciples. And if we think about that in, as as parents in our relationship with our children, Mm -hmm. that we're discipling them, we're disciplining them, we're training them. Um, It says, uh, Jesus gave his disciples his whole life. He lived with them, slept with them, traveled with them, and lived out a life of godly maturity before their eyes, having the personality of the God who created the universe living with them every moment for three years, gave them an understanding of his ways that nothing else could do. They observed him in the private times of friendship and eating and sharing and being exhausted and buying and preparing food, as well as in public ministry, teaching, healing, worshiping, confronting, encouraging. There was perfect integrity between the words he spoke and the life he lived. Thus, his disciples could learn what righteousness looked like in all situations. In the same way, our children will learn righteousness best by seeing it lived out in every possible way in our lives, moment by moment, in the context of normal life. When a child breaks a favorite vase and we extend forgiveness and patience, then he will have have heard he needs to learn patience and will have seen it modeled in real life. The first principle of reaching our children, then, is that we have to make time to be with them, and we need to be diligent to practice what we preach. 
I have realized that one of God's purposes for my children is to be his tool for disciplining me to be more holy. Isn't that the truth? I do not have to be a perfect mom, just an authentic believer. As I walk honestly before God with my children watching, they will learn how to have a real relationship with him as well. As they see me apologize to them and pray in front of them and ask God's forgiveness in my own life, my children will learn that God is a God of grace who forgives me and guides me. Mm. And that just seems to be such a perfect picture of that verse in Deuteronomy that talks about You need to talk with your children about these things when you lie down, when you get up, when you walk along Mm -hmm. the road. It's an all-day-long living out, breathing, Mm -hmm. eating. I mean, it's almost like sensory Mm -hmm. to Mm -hmm. truly be able to reach their Mm -hmm. hearts. Mm -hmm. But the thing that's challenging about that is it takes takes so much more. It'd be... It seems like it'd be so much easier Mm -hmm. just having a formula that Mm -hmm. says... This is how you raise a child. I want a book that tells me I need to follow this recipe card mm-hmm. and it will turn out an obedient child. But we know that that's, mm-hmm. not, that's not what Deuteronomy says. That's not what God no. or what Jesus modeled. Right. So how would you say, Mom, that we are going to go about reaching the heart of our child if we're talking about heart mm-hmm. discipleship, mm-hmm. heart disciplining? Well, I do think that the first, the first part of it is is being trying to be as much of a kind of a parent as God is our parent. You know, our Heavenly Father, the way that He loves us, that's the way we want to love our children. And that was... as And a, that does include discipline. Absolutely. His, his Word says He disciplines those He loves. Right, right. And he was not... With what is it? He wouldn't hold withhold withhold yeah. the rod. He wouldn't mm-hmm. withhold discipline from mm-hmm. a child who he loves. Yeah. So so yes. And he he yeah talks about um, that he he describes himself as a gracious, loving God, mm-hmm. slow to anger. But he says, but not willing that the that we go unpunished. Mm-hmm. So because that would be unloving. That would you think about the child who you see who's unpunished on the playground mm-hmm. and the way that they're acting, they're not happy. No, nobody's happy. We're not doing anybody mm-hmm. any favors. Right. So yes, um, to all those things. And that's what I think. So the first step I would think is just, I mean, we're not gonna have a formula here, but but part of it is us trying to live out, be godly moms. Mm-hmm. And does that mean being a perfect mom? No, no, no. We're never gonna we're never gonna make that. But God is so gracious. He's so faithful to continue to grow us when we're seeking Him. And I think that seeking Him through the study of His Word. As a new mom, I was a very immature believer, but I got involved with Bible study fellowship, and that taught me how to read Scripture and apply it to my life. Mm -hmm. And that was a real blessing to me and began to, again, help me recognize the kind of a father and the, the love that I receive from my Heavenly Father helped me to recognize that's that's how I want to treat my children. Mm. So by setting the character of who God is. Yeah. yeah. God is all God is gracious, God yeah. is loving, God is just. Right. God is all of the things of who God right. is impacted you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then and then the other things that I feel like one of them is sounds like kind of a funny thing that helped to mature my faith but was listening when somebody introduced me to children's Christian children's music mm-hmm. to listen to with you guys. Um there were things in those songs that were really challenging to me. Yeah. It's like I'm having a really hard day and this song is telling me you know, to count your blessings. Mm-hmm. And I think I don't really want to count my blessings right now. Yes. But I was challenged. And so that matured, as my faith was maturing, then I was able to, sh- to that overflows mm-hmm. into the lives of my children. 
And um, so, so I think that that's what, you know, that's what reaching, that's one thing that we can do to start with is and, working on our own hearts with yeah. our children. Well, and I was going to say in agreement with that, that one of the things I find is that sometimes I'll catch myself starting to say things and I'll realize what I'm going to say in response to their behavior is actually mirroring the poor behavior. <laughs> so I'll see this like impatient act of throwing a bowl on the floor, right? you know, as I'm sure every two-year-old has done at some point. Right. And my, my knee-jerk reaction would be an impatient response of, what are we doing throwing a bowl on the floor? Right. But the impatient response, I'm just, I'm mirroring her. I'm matching mm-hmm. her mm-hmm. in her disobedience. And the same thing when a child reacts in anger mm-hmm. and they start to get heated, you know, as an, and it can happen when they're older. I mean, younger too, but mm-hmm. as an older child and they start getting heated or angry with you. And if you mm-hmm. find, if you match them in that moment in your anger and in your frustration, because you're meeting their emotion Mm-hmm. Instead of going to the Lord and pausing, and even if it's just in your heart, mm-hmm. I find that that pause, just to say, "Gee, take a breath, yes," and say, "Jesus, what would you have me mm-hmm. say to this child?" Mm-hmm. Because even if I don't know their heart and I don't know why she threw her bowl mm-hmm. or why that child is stomping their foot with all their might <laughs> as they, you know, walk back to their room or whatever mm-hmm. it is, whatever the thing is. I don't know the heart necessarily, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but God does. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I find so often if I just pause and reflect what the Lord tells me rather than reacting to what mm-hmm, I'm seeing, mm-hmm. then then my behavior is mm-hmm. mirroring the Lord's mm-hmm. and not mirroring theirs. Mm-hmm. And then when I do, I don't do that every time. Wouldn't that be lovely? But I don't. And um, so when I don't, then I do apologize. And I think mm-hmm. that's part of even being a godly example mm-hmm. because I've heard parents say, oh, I would never apologize oh, to my yeah, child. Yeah. Have you heard people say that? Oh, I, I remember going one evening to a friend's. Um, she had a woman come and speak. And some of the things the woman said were great. But one of the things she said is, Say say whatever you're going to say to your kids and then stick with it and don't ever back down and don't ever let them know that you were wrong, even if you fi- figure out you are wrong later. Oh, my. And I was kind of a younger mom, and I thought, really? Really? Don't ever let your kids know that you were wrong? And that just seemed really wrong to me. Mm-hmm. And um, this was when you were at an age where I remember, you know, you were our guinea pig. You were our first young teen, mm-hmm. and we were having to make decisions for you. And sometimes I would even say to you, you know what, Krista, we may be crazy that we're saying no to this event that you want to attend, but we just don't feel good about it. And so we're going to have to say no. Mm-hmm. So I just think, you know, no, I don't think we need to always pretend that we're right. Mm-hmm. And that when we do apologize, that that's still being a good example to them. Yeah. And I know that we've talked about relationship too. So when we apologize, I think that's also foundational for Mm -hmm. a good relationship. Mm -hmm. That if someone doesn't think that you can ever be wrong, Mm -hmm. then how can you be in a real relationship? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I I think that was the next thing that you wanted to kind of go to, right? Yeah, is the the idea of the relationship with your children. Mm -hmm. And I think that there's a lot of things we can think about when we think of a relationship with our children. And one of them is is, um, being a good listener to your children. Hmm. And this starts from the time that they are itty bitty like this. Oh my goodness. And sometimes they have so many words Mm -hmm. 
And I find that, and especially having so many children, Mm -hmm. and I'm so thankful I get to be with them as much of the day as I do. But I have to be really intentional because sometimes I find that listening to the stories, my kid, my older ones have gotten really into adventures and odyssey Mm -hmm. during this whole COVID time, you know, I'm sure you've heard the stories. Oh yes. Oh yes. Um, So yeah, the great plug for adventures and odyssey if you have older children, but so much so that they love to tell me about the episodes that they listen to. And they have a show that they like to watch with Sean in the evenings. And Uh afterwards, when I'm tucking them in, they'll want to give me a play-by-play of the show. Uh And my younger ones will tell me their imaginary things of whatever they've been pretending. And sometimes it's the longest thing. And I'll even have to tell myself in my mind, this is important that you listen to these things because these are going to lead to the more important mm-hmm. things. And just just last this last week, one of my children was telling me a very long story about something that was kind of all over the place of what the stories were and the things and everything that, that, that was being said. But then it went to a place of a concern that had actually been there for about, I would say at least two months about oh. something that had happened that was just, had been just been sitting. Mm. And I thought, I am so, so thankful Mm. that one, my day wasn't so full that I didn't have time to Mm -hmm. hear, to hear these things. Or two, that I didn't just say, okay, well, these are just the ramblings of, you know, Mm -hmm. whatever. Mm -hmm. I don't need to truly give it attention, but actually Mm -hmm. took the time. Cause I, obviously I can't always listen to every, every long story, but God Mm -hmm. is so faithful. Mm -hmm. And I believe that I'm trusting that as I am, I am obedient to listen and be a good listener mm-hmm. that God will, God will reward those mm-hmm. times. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that then the, the kind of the next step to that is being understanding that if, if we're listening, we not only need to listen, then we need to be understanding to what mm-hmm. they're having to say that even though some of it may seem like nonsensical or unimportant, um, you listening shows that you're trying to be understanding to them. You're caring what they have to say. Mm-hmm. And I think we need to try to try to, when I think of being understanding with children, I think of trying to put yourself in their shoes. Try to imagine being the little child that is sitting waiting for you while you're on the phone for a long time or you're talking to a friend and they're supposed to stand there and not interrupt. You know, it's one thing for a couple of minutes or whatever, but if it's a long conversation, you know, to try to imagine being that little Mm -hmm. child or imagine being strapped in a car seat for a whole hour. Um, No wonder they're squirmy and fussy. Yeah, yeah. And so I just think we need to try to be understanding um, of of their lives. Well, and I've I've realized that too. I was very convicted once at the idea and I'm not perfect at this but the idea of even using my phone when I'm with them and how that impacts their behavior and how it impacts my behavior towards them and part of that I think is falls into the being understanding category I thought about well I was just reading something or I was just responding to something because it seems like I can kind of in my head I can respond to a text Mm -hmm. without really having to think about it much sometimes Mm -hmm. it's just a simple you know response right but if I would not pause to make a phone call Mm -hmm. to answer a question of someone else's during that time. Or even Mm -hmm. if another child walked up at that same moment Mm -hmm. and said, Hey, I have this quick question for you. Mm -hmm. I would say, wait a minute, you're interrupting. We're in the middle of something. Right. But I wouldn't say that to my 
text necessarily yes. in that moment. Yes. And even with my phone, when something is going on behaviorally, but I feel like I was in the middle of finishing this right now. I just want to finish this thing I was mm-hmm. doing, whether it's an email or um, something I was reading that I wanted to finish reading. But, um, but I wouldn't have done that with a book. Mm-hmm. I would never say you guys can keep bickering over whatever it is, or you can keep struggling through your thing or mm-hmm. two year old, you can keep trying to climb on the table for a moment, <laughs> you know, whatever it is, or try to get your own chocolate milk, all the things that uh-huh. really happen all day long. And mm-hmm. um, I would never say that they could keep doing those things in the name of me finishing a chapter. Right. Right. Yes. So that's mm-hmm. also just been a different understanding point. I've realized. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think that, yeah, so I think that these relationship building things, being a good listener, being understanding. And then the third one that I think of is having fun with your kids. Mm. We've got to build this relationship. I don't know if we, I don't think we said this quote that always comes back to me that I heard one time Josh McDowell say Mm -hmm. that rules without relationship leads to rebellion. Mm. So I think that we have to think about, you know, Am I just making rules, laying down the law, but I don't have any real relationship with my children? And I think of how do you, how'd you build a relationship with your husband? Hmm. Well, you guys, it was through a formula that we followed. We just read this book and it said, do these things. And then, yeah, no, No, you listened to each other because you were interested in each other. You were considerate of each other and you, um, you had fun together. Mm -hmm. And so that's one of the things that I think when you're having fun together regularly, it's building this relationship so that your kids actually, they want to please you. Mm-hmm. You're their friend. You're their mom. You know, you they like being with you. They don't want to be, you know, necessarily belligerent all day long. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think having fun together. Yeah. And I know that everything in life is not always fun, even though I had people say that to me with my kids that when you guys were little, you know, if homeschooling ever stopped being fun, I think Connie would just quit. And I used to think, <laughs> Yeah, I might. I might. If I couldn't make it fun, I might just quit mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, because we did have a lot of fun. And yeah. I, I was thinking through that I tried to make fun of things that weren't necessarily fun. Like yes. when I would make my bed up, I always threw pillows at a child. Uh-huh. When I was cooking, I would pull out the pots and pans, which I don't think I could do it now at 60. I think it would make me crazy. <laughs> but I would pull out pots and pans on the floor and let you guys beat it like drums with wooden utensils. Yeah. Um, and then as you got older and I would cook, you would lay on the kitchen counter and talk to me mm-hmm. while I was cooking. So I just think relationship building things. I, I remember thinking I didn't ever want to waste a big warm, um, a big warm um, set of laundry yes, out, of, out, of the, out of the dryer. Yeah, or towels. Yeah, I loved burying a cold child in a mm-hmm. warm load of towels. Mm-hmm. And uh, so those were all fun things and silly things like holding up. Um, maybe I was folding clothes and I might pull out one of your shirts when you were a little girl and say, Oh, here's daddy's shirt. And you'd say, no, that's mine. Yes. And we do that with each piece of clothing as I folded and I would say something silly. So I just think having fun with your kids, you're always Mm -hmm. having fun with your kids. Yes. What do you do that? Oh, I mean, I just feel like it's, it's just all the time, you know, even having Graham in my, on the, in the sling on me while we're recording this right now when we're together singing to him and dancing with him and instead of just taking my, you know, little ones down the hall and just walking down the hall, I can, you know, be patting on their booties while we're going down or (laughs) grab their hand and twirl them in a circle while we go down the hall. And, and sometimes when tasks are challenging or difficult, like unpleasant ones, Uh I'll try to make it a 
silly thing instead. So for instance, brushing teeth can be really hard for uh-huh. my toddler. Uh-huh. So sometimes we'll pretend like she's someone before we brush. I'll say, who are you going to be? Uh-huh. And she'll pick somebody and that will help sometimes. Or we'll pretend like she's an animal and okay, what kind of animal are you going to be? And then she'll be a cro- open that big crocodile mouth, you know, uh-huh. and those things, it just lightens the mood. Mm-hmm. And with, um, with, and same, sometimes getting out of the house too is another way we'll do it. Or getting, oh my goodness, sometimes, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm just thinking about how slow children walk sometimes uh-huh. when you're in a hurry. Uh-huh. That it seems like sometimes when you're trying to get somewhere with a purpose and moving to get there on time, that just the slow mode gets turned on. It's like they're in slow mm-hmm. motion. And so sometimes I'll say, all right, we going to march or we going to run? How are we going to get there? Uh-huh. And it's like it's a completely different mm-hmm. option if you can make it lighthearted. And the same is true with my olders too. Um, One of mine was struggling with fractions at one point in math. And we had a funny book that we had really enjoyed reading about this camel named Humphrey. (laughs) And it's about his blanket. And I made a really funny voice for Humphrey. I don't know why, but Humphrey talks like this when you read the book. (laughs) Uh And so when we started doing math, and this was really a struggle, and I said, I turned into Humphrey. And I don't even know why I did this. (laughs) I turned into Humphrey and I said, "Uh, this is fine. We're just talking about one-fourth blanket. (laughs) And it was so funny. So then the whole lesson, we'd say, okay, what's one-fourth blanket plus two-fourth blanket? And then then the child would laugh and say, three-fourth blanket. So whenever we talk about fractions now, it's this funny thing. And I know anyone else like, why are they talking like that? But it's just become this lighthearted thing. Uh And and that only comes, though, from time together, too. Right. That if we didn't have the time, if I only wanted to say... Like, I mean, sticking with math, A plus B equals C. Right. This, this action plus this uh, consequence mm-hmm. equals this result. Mm-hmm. Then, then it wouldn't work because I can't do that. I, that. That doesn't require the time, but the mm-hmm. relationship requires the time, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is a different, different challenge. And I know... I have found, I'll go here for just a second, because I know we're going to talk another time about the tools of discipline. Mm -hmm. So we really focused today on the heart of discipline. And we did that on purpose for the first one, because I think that after thinking on this, there's going to be a lot to chew on, to think, how am I modeling? And I'm Mm going to have to think on it a little bit too. Mm -hmm. How am I modeling my parenting and my discipling of my children Mm -hmm. after Jesus, after the heart of God, the father, Mm -hmm. and then begin to work on myself first. Mm -hmm. And then we'll come back with another conversation with some tools, Mm -hmm. because I do find when I don't have a plan Mm -hmm. of how I'm going to train my children, Mm -hmm. what are going to be my methods of training Mm -hmm. when there is a negative consequence. And if I'm just trying to be creative every time, mm-hmm. then I'm going to get mad. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to feel, when I don't have a plan, I feel out of control. Mm-hmm. And they can sense it. Mm-hmm. I think that's why they feel out of control mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. But um, for that mom mm-hmm. who's in the place of feeling out of control right now mm-hmm. and just feeling like, I have tried everything. This is really great, all this heart stuff, but mm-hmm. my kid's out of control and mm-hmm. I'm out of control and I just want to quit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What words of encouragement would you leave her with? I would just um, challenge you first to find just 
a few minutes by yourself. I mean, it doesn't have to be an hour long. But just okay, and I will post. I will post this week while we're sharing this. You say having a yeah. few minutes alone. Yeah. Yesterday I did this. So I needed a few minutes. And I did. We didn't get much done in the afternoon because mm-hmm. I needed a little time. And the picture of me alone is hysterical because I have one person climbing on my back <laughs> and one in my front. But it was still more still than the rest of the day had yes, been. Yes, but yes. But yes, it's necessary. Yeah, you need just a couple of minutes alone and even longer if you can, if you can find it, um, to take some deep breaths and really stop and think about where we are and where do I want to be. Hmm. And and ask God, how can I get there? Mm-hmm. What can I do? Picture some situations in your home that right now you think, this has got to stop, whatever it is. And I've been there. Mm-hmm. I don't pretend yeah. that I that I had this figured out or that I even have it figured out now. Mm-hmm. Um, there have been times that I, I wish I could go back and have a redo, mm-hmm. um, but I can't. Nope. And praise God that he works through it and he makes up for where we fail. Mm-hmm. And he forgives us and we don't need to live in guilt from things in the past. So ask yourself, what is it that I need to, that needs to change? Mm-hmm. And God is faithful mm-hmm. and he, he knows us and our hearts and our, our shortcomings and mm-hmm. he knows our children's too. Mm-hmm. And, he will mm-hmm. meet us there. Mm-hmm. So thank mm-hmm. you so, so much, Mom, for mm-hmm. doing this with us today. I think it's going to really encourage a lot of mamas. Oh, good, good. A verse that has come to my mind as I'm thinking on this conversation is that verse that says that people look at the outside of a person, but the Lord looks at the heart. And isn't that our goal as moms, that we be able to reach the hearts of our children for the Lord so that when they grow into adulthood, that they will continue to walk in his ways. I think about that verse that says, train up a child in the way he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. Keep seeking the Lord, mama. Keep seeking him and he will reveal to you the ways that you can be training the children that he has given to you. And he will make you able. When you are weak, he will be strong and you will make it through the next day and the next and keep being obedient to his leading. Thank you for joining us today. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss any of our weekly conversations. And check out our show notes below where I have links to the resources mentioned on the podcast. I release a new podcast every Monday and additional content at seekholyliving.com, including a video of this conversation and a deeper dive into all things mom. Also, be sure to follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Seek Holy Living for more fun and conversation. If this was an encouragement to you, please share it with your friends. And join us next week as we talk about mothering in community.